What's up? My name is Dax. I'm a creator, and you're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you. The ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time. Your chance to become more than they believe you are. More than you believe you are. So let's do this. Together. Welcome back to the Mountain Movers podcast. I'm sitting here with a good friend, Dax Brule. Dax, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Good, beautiful day outside. I don't know how it's in Toronto, but in Ottawa, it's pretty nice. We're doing some leaf raking. Nice. Stuff like that. <laughs> no, it's super nice out. Yesterday was actually randomly super hot out, and it yeah, we had that too. Yeah, yeah, it rained a bit at the end of the day, but no, it's super nice because we've been having some pretty cold, rainy, rainy weather. But uh, other than that, no, we're doing good. We're grinding out here, nice. working hard, um, getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna talk uh, about what it's like getting back into the swing of things a little later. Yeah. But first off, I just want to ask you just to let the listeners in on who you are and what you do. Okay, so uh, my name is Dax Brule. Last time I checked, actually, my name is James, so you could call me that if you want, but we'll stick with Dax and keep this nice and simple. Uh, I'm a filmmaker, photographer, 19 years old, currently going to Algonquin for entrepreneurship and innovation. Um, I've, you know, I've done traveling around the world. I've worked in multiple different businesses. I've tried to start multiple different businesses. They, some of them have failed. Some of them are succeeding at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, we are a creator. It would be the best word I would use to describe myself right now. Um, just creating what I can, making whatever change I can with what I've experienced uh, in the past. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I mean, I've known you for, I guess, several years now. And I guessed. We have, we, have, <laughs> we have a few different stories. I mean, I was your dance peer tutor in high school that's actually the first time i think i ever kind of like engaged with you yeah for sure and then we started to see each other at the ymca just that basement gym in carlingwood mall and uh yeah now we're both just out here um just doing our thing and you know i'm watching you man and it's it's inspiring it's actually crazy to think back that you were my dance peer tutor because that was i feel like that was such a uh inspirational thing for me because like you know dance usually for guys is kind of like I wouldn't say shamed, but maybe you know that. But there's a lot less guys in the dance industry, probably. Yeah. Can you confirm that? Yeah. Um, so, like, it's kind of like you were inspiring to, you know, kind of, like, go out of your way, do whatever you want, don't give a fuck what other people thought. And then, like, you inspired a bunch of boys, too. There was, like, what, that one year, grade 10, there was, like, six guys, 10, six, seven, eight. Yeah, you guys were a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like that was a lot. And, like, it kind of inspired all of us to be like, you know, fuck whatever. Let's just do this and let's, let's fucking bust a move, bro. Let's, let's <laughs> dance. And it was fun as hell, too. That was, like, one of my best years of high school, probably that grade 10 right there, that, that dance class. Wow. Yeah, I would say that because mostly, you know, everything else is kind of, like, you know, mm-hmm, boring kind of thing. I didn't even enjoy prom that much, honestly. Like, I never really wanted to go because I was like, yeah, this is, this is just going to be another big party. Yeah. So, like, so being part of something special, like that dance thing, that's hype. That's uh, that's really nice to hear. I really appreciate that, dude. Got you, bro. <laughs> so, 
you're a creator first and foremost. Has that always been your life? Oh, okay. Great question. Great question. Um, <laughs> actually, no. And I've made videos about this. I literally, when I was growing up, art was never my thing. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that would think like, it's just like you, you're either an artist or you're not an artist kind of thing. Like you're either like known as, oh, that art person in class that can draw crazy shit or just some regular dude. And then like, you know, you don't want to try hard because it's like art is not that cool and things like that in high school. Mm -hmm. So I always thought that like I wasn't like creative. I couldn't do any of this stuff. But for some reason, for some reason, I just uh, my friend inspired me to pick up a camera, start taking photos, start uh, filmmaking. I was like, why did I ever think this? Like, like, it's like a lot of things in life where it's like, it's just kind of like the social norm where it just gets stuck into your head and you start thinking, oh yeah, so I can't do this because that's what society is. But you never actually take the time to pick it up and try it. Like, like I'm still pretty shit at, at, uh, at pencil drawing and I was pretty shit at photography, but it's like anything, you're always shit at the start. So you just have to try it and get better and get better. And then that internal creativity will come out as you get better, as you get ideas and things like that. So what was it that, I guess, initially made you want to be an artist? Honestly, like, I, I don't know if there was anything specific because it was kind of just like my friend. It was kind of like that, that bandwagon thing again, like my friend was doing it. So I was like, you know, let me try this. It's a good, you know, thing to do with him. Go out, take photos. And, like, this is a friend that I had not seen in, like, two, three years or something like that, but we were, like, really good friends back in middle school but he left for high school and then he came back. Um, I just kind of like, I wanted to try it, right? So there was no like really internal spark until I started doing it more and more and it built. It's someone, someone told me this, that passion, like you don't just open it, find it in a box. It kind of develops over time and you learn that you like something. You know what I mean? Like for you for dance, you didn't just wake up when, or just come out of the womb and say, Oh fuck! I love dance. Maybe you did, but <laughs> but like you 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 know you got you got into dance classes because I don't know whatever the reason was. You know maybe your your mother was like go do dance, do something, get out of the house, something like that. And then you learned that you love it, and this is something that you want to do. And you were like fuck society, let me just keep doing this because this is what I enjoy. So that was kind of like what it, what it was like. I um, my friend got me into it, so I started doing it and doing it and doing it. And then I realized this is fucking sick. Let me just keep doing this. And oh, you can make money from this and. And it's, and it's helped me in other areas of my life of things I like to do. Um, like right now, I'm, tr I'm trying to start a Pokemon Go podcast and all this create, creating, not podcast, but a, a, little, a little side thing. All this creating that I've done has helped me. So it's kind of like that double passion right there with the creating, but also like a game that you love. And it kind of like joins together. And, and th that's like the best feeling. Honestly, like this is the best I felt because I'm able to combine those two passions together simultaneously. Yeah, man, you're so right. I mean, art is art is weird. I feel like yeah. any artist will go through that roller coaster of love hate. I mean, yeah. there's there's parts of it that is just it fuels it fuels everything. It gets you out of bed in the morning, and yeah. there are parts that like just I guess make you forget why you're even doing it in the first place. Oh, hundred percent. I really I really want to push on this because there's been so many mornings where I'm like fuck man i gotta get up and do this but like i know that later after i do this i'm gonna feel good or after i see it out there i'm gonna feel good but it's just it's getting that initial push 
to get through it and then like you learn to love it kind of thing so it's like back to, to at the start it's like you don't know why you're doing it but then once you're doing it like you're you're in focus you're in that creative flow kind of thing so like you just kind of you got to get that first push going no matter what it is because like usually i saw i saw a thing on tiktok i think i shared it and it had to do with physics but it related so much to not only art but just kind of like the whole process of of working is that there's a lot more friction when you're standing still compared to when you start moving. So if you have like a block on a table and you tilt it, it's not going to start moving. If there is a tilted, um, uh, tilted like piece of wood and there's a block on it, the block, there's so much friction, it's not going to move, right? It's going to be hard when you push it. You're going to have to put a lot more force to get it to start moving compared to if it was already sliding down that block. And then you give it a hit, it's gonna be, you're not gonna have to give it any force to make it keep moving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder to get out of bed and start going. But mm -hmm. once you've already done your run in the morning, you've mm -hmm. done your stretching, you've done your, you've eaten breakfast, you've showered, it's a lot easier to keep knocking out those goals and keep working hard. So that relates right back to art, where at the start, it's always hard. There's always a lot of tension pushing back on you, saying, oh, you can't do this. Oh, this is stupid. Oh, there's no reason to do this. Just keep doing what you're doing. But once you're going, once you're in that flow, it just keeps pushing. You keep getting creative. You keep coming up with new ideas and you just keep creating. And that's what's pretty much spiraled with me. I have so many ideas right now, things I want to start. The only thing that's holding me back is literally my time. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I think I think you explained it a lot better there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it's just it's just about finding your footing. It's like once you once you get going one foot after another, it's hard to slow down. It's yeah. hard to stop. Exactly. hundred percent. All right. Let's get back to creating here. Uh, <laughs> your favorite medium to create on. What is it? Uh, hoo, hoo, hoo. This is a good question too. Never been asked this. I got to take notes so I can use these on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right now, I think TikTok is definitely my favorite. Um, not only because I've had the most success on there back in the past, but I think it's just such a good way to get short little quick ideas out and get a lot more eyes to it. So not only the, uh, actual amount of people seeing your art is more, but also you can just get a lot more um, out compared to platforms like YouTube, Instagram, they're kind of dying. I wouldn't say they're dying, but um, you can make a lot more long form content, but the fact of people seeing that is a lot less, um, how would you say, there's a lot less chance of them seeing that. And then I also just kind of like bite-sized content. Not, I'm, not, I'm not offending anyone, but the world around nowadays like, like bite-sized content. Yeah. We like, you know, quick things quick either information quick uh, cool art quick dances i don't know um, uh so it's a lot it's a lot not only more uh less time consuming because you can make a lot more art a lot quicker you can get a lot more people to see it and uh yeah no no 100 percent. i think tiktok as as generic as that seems right now <laughs> you know what it is it's it's like those two bite brownies people like those so much better because of how fast and how just easy and oh, 100%. how 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 it's not time consuming you don't have to sit down with this big brownie it's it's two bites you're done it's on the go it's quick it's fast paced yeah yeah, no, no, 100%. Those two-bite brownies are, are bomb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, this is secretly just a plug for uh, two-bite well, two bounties. I've seen you've been eating those Oreos, bro. It's like those Oreos, dog. <laughs> you love those I Oreos. Lo I love Oreos. I, lo I like the limited edition ones. I never liked Oreos for some reason, but all to you. All the power to you, bro. I'm not going to offend the Oreos. But yeah, no, TikTok 100% is the way to go. Um I, I've been I've been trying to experiment. There's actually something I read in a book about this Amazon Alexa something content where it's like kind of like a morning 
update or something like that of of your day so like you can sign up to let's say jake miles morning update or some shit and it just kind of like hits you with some either motivation or some inspiring things so i kind of want to experiment on that but uh tiktok is definitely is definitely the winner for me right now all right and where can uh, we all find you on tiktok uh dax brule uh, i got podcasts i just dropped the shutter talk podcast on tiktok and uh Pokey Daxi, I just dropped the Pokemon Go uh, TikTok. Uh, so I have three TikTok accounts right now. <laughs> no shame. No shame. <laughs> hey, bro. All right, All right Dax. Uh, let's get a little personal here. I know you've gone through some hardships over the last year. So yes, do you yes. Wanna, do you want to speak a bit about that? Okay, well, I'll give you a quick backstory. So uh, I went on a trip to Europe around last year, May. I quit my job at McDonald's as a manager I was like, fuck it. I wasn't like, fuck it. But I had already been planning this uh, trip for a while. Went on this trip, amazing trip, super fun time with my cousin, my girlfriend. My girlfriend left three weeks in, hung out with my cousin for a week. We were backpacking, hitchhiking, all that, like, you know, nasty, dirty, kind of like down in the dirt kind of travel. Not None of this fancy shit. Like, we were tenting and stuff like that. So it was a real humbling experience. Um, and then near the end of the trip, I started getting a lot of itches and stuff like that. Like everywhere on my body was itchy, got back to Canada was still itching. And it was weird. Cause it was just kind of like you itch forever. I want people to take notes too. If this happens to you, go to the doctor. Um, <laughs> so I was itching a bunch and then I was having night sweats, a bunch of these symptoms. And I kept going back to the doctor. I was like, why the hell is this happening? And they kept sending me home. And this is how a lot of doctors are. They usually like to just kind of push things off until you come back multiple times. So they kept saying, oh, your skin is dry. Just put on a bunch of moisturizer. Um, oh, you might have this here. Just take these, these pills or something like that. Kept coming back until I finally saw my family doctor. And like the second she saw me, she was like, yeah, I know what's up. Uh, we're going to get a biopsy. We're going to take out some lymph nodes. We're going to see what's up. And they did that. And they found that I had lymph node cancer. Hob Hodgkin's lymphoma is what it's called. Um, it was a weird experience learning that. Obviously, it was like scary as hell. But I think my doctor played it really well because she really assured me that not only is there only a 3% death rate from it, if you're in like one of the later stages, which I was one in the earlier stages, but also it's like a very, very treatable cancer. Um, so I was like relieved, but also like, you know, when you get cancer, you're like, fuck, this is shit. You know what I mean? Because not only affects you, but it also affects like any of the offspring you make that they'll have a chance that they'll have to go through this stuff. Um, and also people that you're related to, you have to kind of look around and, and see if they have any symptoms because they could have it too because cancer can be a genetic thing, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so I started going through treatment and six months of pretty intense chemo treatment. It was every two weeks. Um, so I kind of had a week break in between them. But like if you've ever been on chemo or if you don't know what chemo is like, it's you get your, you're pretty much getting poisoned with these drugs and it fucks up your body for like a whole week where you just like kind of have to lie in bed or you can't really do much activity. Um, so I was doing that for pretty much, it was actually ended up being seven months because I had a couple of treatments that were delayed. And not only that, it's a um, immunosystem ca uh, cancer. So it's, what it's doing is it's pretty much destroying your white blood cells and then they're rebuilding them and then destroying them again. And this was all during COVID where immunocompromised people are in danger. So I've been pretty much stuck in my house for the last seven months, I would say like that. Um, not even going out to do groceries, not even seeing friends other than like if we're outside social distancing, something like that, but pretty much immunocompromised. So I've been, I was stuck inside and it gave me a lot of time to reflect, relax. Um, I'm sure Jake has some questions about it, but 
it was it was quite the experience. I'm technically still not uh, free to go out and and do stuff because I had to wait three months after my treatment. It's been about two months. So on November 19th, I, my immune system will be completely recovered. So it'll be completely normal like everyone else. So I, you know, if I get coronavirus, I will actually be able to survive compared to when my immune system was down, I would probably would have either gone really sick or passed away. So yeah, that, that was, that's, that's the shortened version of the, of the story. <laughs> well, it just sounds like such a roller coaster. I mean, the emotions that, you know, got, went through your body and the thoughts that went through your head, it must've been just all over the place. Well, the hardest, the hardest part for me was, and I'm sure you know this and people who follow me, is that I was grinding when, before. Like when I got back from my trip, dude, I was putting out, I think, three YouTube videos a week on the Dax Berlay channel. About, I think it was something like 20 TikToks a week, um, uh, one blog post a week. Uh, I was doing emails, email marketing, I think. I was grinding, grinding, grinding. And then when I heard the news January 30th, like, like, I think I recorded one more video after that, but then everything kind of just shut down because I was like, like, fuck, like, what's the point? You know, like, <laughs> like I could die. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So everything kind of just stopped. And that was the hardest part. It was not knowing that I got cancer. It was kind of just that, like, all that work could have been literally for nothing. Um, and not only that, like, during chemo, the roller coaster part of it was that I was still like I didn't want to believe it, so I kept kind of trying to make videos, trying to make content. But like, it's so hard when you like if you don't feel good, like you can't do good for others. You know what I mean? Like if you don't, if you're like always eating like McDonald's and you feel like shit, like you're not motivated to go up. And it's just so hard to work hard to do to do good things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like the hardest part because I I couldn't really do anything. Um, but this, I think this all changed around halfway during my treatment because I kind of learned that like, you know, sometimes shit is inevitable. You can't really do much about it. So you just kind of have to make the most out of it. And what I took it as was more of a vacation, I would say. So I really took the time to reflect, sit down and like, there's not much I can do, right? I can't even go out and, and, and like every second week do some, do a little bit of, you know, freelance work. So I kind of just sat down, relaxed, you know, indulged in culture, watched a trillion movies, figured out what was going on, watched news, things like that. Kind of took a a time to educate myself. It was kind of like that growing process. Like, you know, before you drop um, something big, you kind of educate yourself on on the matter. Like before you do a podcast, start a podcast, you want to educate on how to run it, how to do this, how to get the best results. That was kind of what this whole six months was, educating myself, not on any specific project, but on the world and on my future and what I want to become. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So with everything said and done, you know, a trillion movies later, when you <laughs> reflect on the experience that you had, what really got you through it? Huh. What really got me through it? Eh? <laughs> yeah. So I think what really got me through it was, um, and I, I put this in my video because I wanted to really inspire people was 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 kind of to inspire people because like you know get like it's crazy man at 19 years old getting cancer and realizing like you could like you could be done this could be your time so i really wanted to show people that like literally no matter what happens like the worst thing in the world could happen to you like i'm sure there's worse things than getting getting cancer but like cancer is pretty high up there in 
things that people that people have to deal with that are shitty. I wanted to inspire people and show people that no matter what happens to you, at what age, like literally at 19 years old, you get cancer and you're like, fuck, my life is over. This is going to affect me for my whole life. This is going to affect everyone. Um, like this is going to slow down my process. I'm going to be caught behind everyone. Everyone's in university about to finish fourth year and I haven't even gone, to, I haven't even had the chance to go to university yet or some shit like that. I wanted to inspire people that no matter what, you can push through your thing. And I think I did that because a lot, I post my video and a lot of people said they related with this, that there's a, bit, there's a lot of things in your life that you think are the end of the world, but you really just have to put that into perspective and, 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 and realize that like there's so much worse going on. And I did that too. I'm like, shit, I have cancer, but I'm sure there's a man stuck in a box, literally treated like a slave on the other side of the world who has it way worse than me right now, bro. Like we have free healthcare and all that shit. So I knew I was going to be fine. So I kind of just put it into perspective and that's really what, what got me through not only putting it into perspective, but also knowing that I would be able to inspire people with what I was able to accomplish by fighting this disease. Absolutely. And I think it's, uh, I think it's more common than uncommon to, to feel like it's the end of the world, to feel like everything is crumbling, even in the mm -hmm. smallest situation. Mm -hmm, bro, like, honestly, like, and it, like, I think things just get intensified when you're in a bad mood. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. I, I, I remember I saw a post that you did. And it was that you wanted to run. It was back. It was a while ago. It was before I got this whole thing. Um, you wanted to run early in the morning and you ended up waking up at 11 and you felt like it was over. And I've, I've been through this and I'm sure a lot of people have been through this. You felt like a failure. You're like, fuck man. Like I really disappointed myself. I should have woke up. I should have gone for that run. I would be way further ahead right now. I would be already, I don't know, doing homework or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. But you have to realize, bro, it's not the end of the world. You just kind of have to switch up your day. You can still do exactly what you were planning on doing the rest of the day just put it into perspective there's a trillion things worse in the world than you not waking up at 6 a.m one two maybe a month in a row like there's a trillion things worse and i think things just get exemplified when either you're in a bad mood or you had planned to do something and you think it's the end of the world because you disappointed yourself and obviously like you want to be able to have that self-discipline but at the same time you have to put it into perspective and realize like Fuck, it's not it's not that bad. Sorry if I'm swearing. I don't know if we're, it's a swear-free podcast. No, you're good. I, I can make this episode explicit. You know that. <laughs> but yeah, no, you just gotta you gotta put things into perspective and and realize. Like I think that's the best the best thing someone can learn is like when any time in life when they get disappointed or you know they're frustrated. If you want to calm down and if you want to like keep working hard and and be able to get back on that get back in the zone really quickly. Just think about something way worse. Just think about like something way worse in the world. Like think about, I don't know, like literally uh, policemen killing black people on the other side of the world. Imagine being that black person. Like your life is just over for no reason compared to you complaining about how you didn't wake up in the morning because you can and you didn't go running. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's crazy that you remember that example just from that was last summer, dude. Yeah, that was not long ago at all. So uh, I'm sorry, you may have answered this, but are you cancer free? Um, no, 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 I didn't answer this, but yeah, I, I am cancer free. Uh, how it works after you're done with cancer. I like, I like, I like talking about it because a lot of people are uneducated on how it all works. Like in yeah. school, I feel like in school, like in biology class, they're kind of like, like even I was uneducated. They're kind of like, oh, okay, this is how it works. People go through chemo, but like people really don't know the specifics of how it works and how the whole treatment goes. So if you ever have to go with it, like you're not scared. Cause I was so scared when I was going into it, the, like the, 
the uh, doctor was was talking and they were like talking about this one drug and what they were saying like when you're getting this drug your hands and your feet are going to go all tingly and numb and you're just going to be sitting there numb and shit like that and i think i i heard them wrong or something like that because what actually happens is you get the drug and then there's a chance that every after every single time you get the drug like the more and more you take the drug like your your some some parts sometimes in the day your hands will get tingly um, so I read them completely wrong, but I was so scared the first time I was going into my chemo. Um, but sorry, the question was, are you cancer-free? Yes, I am cancer-free. However, every three months for the next three years, you go to see the doctor and they check for symptoms. They check, you know, your lymph nodes to see if they're swollen. And then for the next two years after that, you go every six months, just kind of like as a precautionary measure in case it, you get a relapse. All right. So now that we know... What's up? What's on the agenda? What's on your agenda coming up now that you're cancer-free? What is on the agenda? That is a beautiful question. Okay, so right now, let me tell you about my life. Um, we are on YouTube working hard to grow my personal brand. If you don't know Gary Vee, he talks a lot about personal brand. In the filmmaking niche, so I make YouTube videos, uh, tutorials. Uh, you know, I, I create art sometimes. I create travel videos. I create random, you know, little stories. And I'm really trying to, trying to grow that to teach people what I've learned because I've been doing it for three years, which is, you know, a substantial amount of time. And I feel like I was early on the trend of this because there's a lot nowadays of videographers and people who want to be photographers. I was kind of early on the trend. So I know a lot about, um, you know, the struggles. Obviously, I'm not the best in the world, but I know about the struggles people can go through um, becoming a creator. And, you know, those not only those mental struggles, but also those, you know, technical struggles with like gear and things like that. So I teach that TikTok, um, Instagram. I also run a podcast, which I used to run a podcast. I haven't made an episode in six months because of all this stuff. Um, so I am running a podcast. I'm bringing back the podcast right now. Um, I interview creators, local people. Um, and when I say creators, like obviously Jake, you're a creator, you make, you dance and stuff like that, but I'm talking more in, um, visual creation. So like photography, filmmaking, even though dance is technically visual creation, let's just say <laughs> photography and filmmaking. So I kind of interview people, ask them what's up, what's with the inter, inter eh, what's up with the industry, how, how's business going? And if they're not in business, we talk more about the nitty gritty of, you know, making our, uh, making, uh, films and photo photos, <laughs> films and photography. Um, and then recently I have just opened up, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, a Pokemon go YouTube channel. I'm not hundred percent sure what I'm going to post there, but one thing during my core, during my, you know, cancer time, as, as weird as it sounds, I got back into Pokemon Go because, like, really there's nothing else you can do other than watch movies and you can only sit on the couch for so long. So I started playing Pokemon Go and it really gave me a chance to get outside and, mm -hmm. and go play with friends. And I've actually grown a huge community because there's a Discord and stuff like that. There's, I've made so many friends playing this game. It's actually, it's probably one of my favorite games right now just because of the aspect of it's not a video game where you sit at home and play um it's you actually have to go outside um so i'm starting a pokemon go channel because i'm playing that so much and i've learned a lot about that so i was like you know why not keep growing the community and uh see if i can make it a side personal brand yeah. but that one i'm doing way way more just for fun and then finally i work um i would say full-time part-time uh, i work as a subcontractor for my friend's local music video production company 350 co so they make music videos for mainly rappers i would say around ottawa and i do a lot of editing i do a lot of uh, behind the scenes shooting and sometimes i record the videos as well 
Yeah. One one thing that you didn't mention, I mean, you're a creator. It's only it's only right that you list everything you're doing, everything you're creating. But Dax, you are on a weight loss journey. You are on oh, a grind right now. Tell me about that. Well, we can get into the nitty gritty, bro. Um, I used to run, and Jake knows this, I used to run pretty hard when I got back from my, my trip. I was running oh, yeah. like fucking... I remember it was back on the trip. I used to run in sandals. I used to run 10Ks in sandals. Like, bro, I felt like I felt like the most badass kid out there running fucking 10Ks in sandals and shorts, no T-shirt, back in fucking Europe. But I got back. Uh, I was running hard. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever reach Jake Miles levels of running. Um, but uh, I was running, and it was it's, a, it's an amazing sport. I used to hate it because we used to do it for... Um, uh, for for soccer practice before soccer practice and it was just kind of like why are we exhausting ourselves before we're going to run even more um, but I think that with running once you hit a certain point it's kind of like becomes easy and it, it becomes really enjoyable obviously it's really shitty at the start and that's the stage I'm in so I, I gained a bunch of weight during uh, during this whole stuck inside thing uh, because I wasn't really able to go outside. And not only that, like doing exercise while you're on chemo, although you should be doing it as much as you can, it's pretty hard because like you have a headache most of the time. So like running with a headache or doing anything with a headache, I gained a lot of weight. Let's just say I wasn't doing a lot of exercise. And also not only that, on the drugs, you get a lot of cravings. So like I was pretty much like a pregnant woman the whole time, craving uh, chips, carbs, all this sorts of stuff. So I was eating like crazy and like, you know, who's going to blame me, bro? Like I was literally like dying. So I was trying to have something nice in my life. Um, and yeah, I gained around 40, 40 pounds. I would say I was like 160 and 50 pounds. Actually, I hit 210. So I went over 200. Uh, I got stretch marks and everything because I gained so much weight so fast. So now we are headed in the opposite direction of that. And we were heading back down to i don't know exactly what weight i'm going to stop at because i was a pretty skinny kid before that i'm sure jake you you knew me i was a pretty skinny guy and i think i was around 165 um but so far we have been running three kilometer we've hit four kilometers we started at one kilometer every day back um i can find on my schedule actually when i started running i think it was september uh, august 28th was the first day i started running um, and we ran 1K every day, and then I think in September we switched to 2K, and then October, early October, we hit uh, 3K, and then just last week we hit 4K. And the last, I think, five days I've run 4Ks back to back to back to back. Um, so it has been great. So far we've lost around 20 pounds, so we're at 190, and we're heading back down. And, and it feels good, bro. It's a, like, honestly... If you've never been, I wouldn't say fat. Like, I was, I was fat, but, like, I wasn't, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who deal with a lot stronger obesity than me. It is not easy to do exercise as a bigger person. Like, as a smaller person, like, even if you don't have the strongest muscles and things like that, just doing any sort of exercise is a lot harder. It's a lot easier because you have a lot less mass to move. If you try running when you are a bigger person, like you're stomping, bro, because you're like 210 pounds just slamming down. It's so much harder. Not only like I think running has two parts to it. It's like your lungs, but also like your leg strength. And like my lungs, not only my lungs were struggling, but also my leg strength were struggling because I had so much weight that I was moving. So like you have to feel sympathy for the bigger people. And now I feel huge sympathy for them. But, like, it is not easy to do exercise as a bigger person. But, hey, you're on your way. Yeah, I'm on my way. It feels amazing. Keep running. 
Uh, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's getting colder. Do you run in? Do you run? Uh, when do you stop running? No, man, never stop running. You can't. <laughs> you never stop running, even like at negative thirty, bro. <laughs> it's, uh, I actually I enjoy the winter running. You just gotta you know layer up and mm-hmm. do it. Do what you can. It's actually true. I used to run in the winter. I don't I don't know if oh, I might do it this year. I just don't want to slip break my ass, bro. Yeah. So much so much weight and then whoop, bang, break my bones, head back to the hospital for another fucking four months. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But I might I might I might hit the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, no, treadmill's great. Uh I like treadmill on those hotter days when uh it's really uh let's just say it's dangerous to get out in the heat, but yeah, when it yeah. comes to winter running, I uh I don't know. It's a different feeling. You you yeah. feel like you're not in. I mean, I was running a lot in Toronto and Ottawa. I it just felt like I wasn't in Toronto and Ottawa anymore. I felt like I was somewhere new, and it was just like a whole other experience to, I guess, experience. That's crazy. I remember actually your first talk TikTok that got like 32k views was you after a run, and like, oh, well, my. you're like your beard was like frozen or something <laughs> like that. Like, Dude, you have the best memory. You have the best memory. <laughs> Hey man, I'll always remember someone's first TikTok. I've told so many people, like I know you've probably stopped doing it and stuff like that, but I've told so many people, like your shit is good. Go on TikTok. You had a good breakthrough video. Obviously, like not every video is gonna be breakthrough. I told, I kept telling my friend or some girl I met in uh, in Europe who is a vegan chef. I kept telling her, I was like, just post on TikTok, bro. These vegan recipes that you make are absolutely bomb. And she made a McDonald's vegan rap or something like that and it got like 100 it got like 260k views or something like that on tiktok like obviously people i'm sure have other responsibilities and everyone has specific goals but like i just i can tell bro i can tell when something's gonna blow I'm, i've gotten really good at that all right so dax yeah let's get uh, uh let's get back into the um cancer talk i know it's probably not your favorite thing to talk no, about no 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 but... i like talking about it. i like talking about it. i just it's important I re- it is important, and I just really wanted to ask, um, like, what can you say to others experiencing, you know, if not the same hardships, maybe a difficult situation of their own? Yeah, well, it's actually, it's actually, I've had a lot of questions coming to me about this because, like, people have seen what I've gone through, so like, how the hell did you deal with this? And um, not only brings back to that whole perspective thing, but you kind of have to to find your whole reason for why you're doing something. Um, so, like, like not only. Like when you wake up in the morning and you go outside or whatever, let's say you're working at a, a job um, and you feel unmotivated, you have to realize why you are doing that. So whether like, and, and 100%, peop- I want people to know that there is no, literally there's no wrong answer for this. Like your shit could be, I need money to survive or, you know, like I just want to do it or some shit like that. But like there has to be some sort of reason behind it. And that reason has to be motivating enough to, to keep you going. So, so, so when you are going through a hardship like that, you kind of have to, to think about the reason why you're doing that. And that goes back to not only was I doing it, you know, for my family, for my friends and all that. Cause like, you know, like if I, if I didn't push through, like I'd be like disappointing them. Um, but also to, to inspire people, you know, to, to show people that you can go through anything. So you kind of just have to really connect with the reason you're doing something in the first place, just just take some time. And I don't think I don't think you 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 uh, you'll come up with it. Like you know, people always say like take some time to think about this and this and this. Like man, take take a year to figure it out. Take 
Like, don't like. I hate when people say, "Oh, so like before you start your business um, or shit like that, sit down for a study session and figure out the whole reason why you want to do this." Maybe it'll be that quick, but sometimes it's not that quick, and that puts so much pressure on people when you force people to figure something out in literally like an hour. Like, especially like a reason as big as that. Like, what? What is the reason Jake Miles is on the Mountain Movers podcast? Like, if you haven't thought about that, I can't tell you, okay, you have to figure it out by the end of the day. No, like, take the fucking month. Take two months. Take six mm-hmm. months to, to slowly figure it out. And, and sometimes, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes you have to actually do the thing to kind of figure it out. Like, there's been reasons. Um, the, the reasons for different things that I've done in my life have changed. Like, working, I, I started the company... Uh, with Jaden, 350 Co. Obviously, I'm not part of it anymore because uh, I, no, no reasons why I'm not part of it. I just stopped doing it. Um, I work for them now. But at the start, I was like, I want money. I want to be able to prove to people that I can do that. That was my main reason why I was grinding every day, you know, trying to find clients, uh, editing all these music videos. Um, and some of them, plenty of them were for free to start too. But then later in life, um, later down the road, the reasons change. Maybe I lost motivation sometimes. Again, it's that up and down. I became, oh, now I want to do it to show people that Ottawa has good artists. You know, it's not just Toronto that has good rappers. There are plenty of unspoken talent that we've worked with, and we want to show that to the world, that Ottawa is not just this this, this government city. And 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 your, your reason will change. Maybe my reason, and reasons, you can have two reasons too. Like, I know this is kind of getting complicated, but like you can still like, oh, I want money, but I also want to show people that Ottawa is a good city and has good talent around the city. So you kind of just have to connect with that, uh, with that reasoning, I think. Uh, I think that just takes me, I, I take a look at my right arm. I have a tattoo that says, remember why. And essentially that's what this is. You got you to gotta search for your why or else mm-hmm. there's really no purpose and continuing what it is you're doing yeah i and i want to stress so much that like you got to search for your why but don't put too much pressure on yourself to find that why in the next week because i'm sorry then like then the why is just going to be complete it's not going to be connected at all it's the reason you found your why is because you had a week to find your why so you just came up with no reason you really you'll you'll hit you have to feel the why and and you have to completely agree with it on the outside, but also on the inside, it's it's hard to explain the feeling, but I'm sure you know the feeling, like why you're doing it. Not like, I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, it makes tons of sense. But I guess this just raises this question before we wrap things up. Yeah, Dax, what is your why? What is Dax's why? <laughs> my why about what? Because it'll be plenty of reasons. Um, like you're talking about my why to beat cancer. Because I think whys come like change like. Different things you do have different reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do, you have a specific, do you have a specific why you want to know about? or Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Why do I get out of bed in the morning? Well, 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 well. You see, he's putting that pressure on me to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I were to say um, the reason I get out of bed in the morning, and I think a lot of people can connect with this, and a lot of people want to do this um, and have to connect with this, um, is 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 just wanting to make a change in the world. A hundred, the thousands of different things I do um, in my life, not thousands, okay, let's relax. I do a couple, I run a couple different things. They're all just to spread positivity in the world, help people, and just keep the world moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like my film, if you go to my filmmaking thing, it's just to help people get better at filmmaking, which in turn helps, um, which make 
better art in the world, which will inspire more people to do more good in the art. I think you always have to connect with, um, and I learned this in my marketing class, which is funny. Um, it's not always about um, the product you're selling, but it's the end, the end value of the product. So I'm selling how to do better at creating art, which is teaching people to do better art, which makes that art that they create inspire more people and do more good in the world, if that makes a lot of sense. No, that makes perfect sense, dude. And, and it's 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 really cool to have seen you. I mean, I knew you way back in the day. You were in grade 10. I was in grade 12. And like we said earlier, I was your peer tutor in a dance class where you maybe, maybe didn't feel totally yourself. And it's really cool uh, to be on this podcast right now interviewing you however many years later and just seeing you totally in your element. It is just it's, – it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, bro. Hey, and then if if you want to use that analogy again, you teaching me in dance class, you might have thought it was just teaching me dance, but it taught me way more than that. It taught me to be myself, to push. It, it probably inspired me to do everything I'm doing right now. You weren't selling how to dance. You were selling how to be yourself, how to push yourself. Um, and this can relate, again, to my Pokemon Go channel. It's not selling Pokemon Go. It's selling how to enjoy yourself, how to enjoy life, how to enjoy this game, how to create a community and, and meet people outside the world. So you just kind of have to always think about what, you, what you're really selling. And, and that's my why. It's just to, to spread positivity around the world. <laughs> I love that, man. All right. So we're going to wrap things up here with a Mountain Minute. Are you familiar with what that is? Actually, I am not familiar with the Mountain <laughs> Minute. <laughs> that's totally okay. So it's essentially a rapid-fire round of questions, uh, one after the other. You answer each one, and they're a little – they're simpler, and it allows the listeners to get to know you on a less serious note. Okay. Okay. Hit me up. Hit me up. You ready? <laughs> I think I think I'm ready. <laughs> this, 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 this is the Mountain, mountain, mountain Minute. minute. Three. Two, one. Favorite movie? Uh, oh my God, Mr. Right. <laughs> Favorite food? Uh, uh, sorry, butter chicken. Butter. Go it's not no chicken in it. <laughs> Go to breakfast. Um, okay, a bagel with an egg, with cheese, with mayo, with lettuce, and with tomato. Favorite song? Favorite song? Oh my God, Fall by Eminem. Where did you first hear this song? Uh, I heard it driving six a.m. in the morning. On Spotify release radar. <laughs> what is your specific? <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure song? <sighs> Do it for the boys. Favorite day of the week. Um, Sunday. Least favorite day of the week. Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like all days. <laughs> favorite color. Yellow. What time do you usually go to bed? Uh, right recently 12. What time do you usually wake up? Uh, eight. If you can make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? Platypus. <laughs> if you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Gary Vaynerchuk. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Uh, super speed. Sweet or salty? Sweet. <laughs> Coffee or tea? None. I hate them both. <laughs> Rain or shine? Rain. Day or night? Night. Favorite number? Six. Where do you want to travel? Uh, South Africa. Fill in the blank. This podcast is? The best podcast in the world. 
<laughs> Dude, you have your own podcast. Are you really going to say that? Yeah, I will. Just for now. Just for now. Don't worry. I'm coming for the crown. <laughs> All right. I'll see you on the battlefield. Yeah, buddy. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dax. Thank you so much for jumping on. It was a real pleasure uh, talking to you and getting to know all these different sides of you. I, I, I can honestly say that there are some things that I learned today that um, I'm glad I did. Yeah. No, I, ho- I, ho- I hope you learned a lot. I hope not only I opened up the eyes of the viewer, but uh, opened up your eyes with uh, other other things you could be doing. And, and I'm sure I've learned some stuff from you too. So I thanks for having me. All right, brother. Have a good day. Peace out, boys. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Mountain Movers podcast. Now, if you are an iTunes listener and you enjoyed what you heard, please feel free to, you know, leave a rating, leave a review. Let me know what you think. Ratings help this podcast grow, which essentially will grow the Mountain Movers community. And that's all I can hope for. Building this community where it's okay to be heard. It's okay to open up. And let people know how you are, how you're feeling, what you're up to. Until next time, keep climbing. Love always, Jake.